Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taking longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the JAG Advantage. What's the JAG Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The JAG Advantage. Score with the Jim Allen Group at the JagAdvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity. Alongside Candace Cooper, Locked On ACC Podcast. I'm Joe Opius. Dennis Cox is the producer of this program. Gilio is out today. He's the dad spectator today. I forgot which kids. I think it's. Uh, I think James has a uh, tennis match today. Oh, nice. Yeah, look, it's the, it's the whole sport dad life. You got to pick your spots as to when you're going to be at these things. Uh, I don't think I worked most of November because of that. Were you a hockey dad, right? Yeah, it was peak hockey dad mode, which Jacob is now doing uh, just the house rec league in the spring before hopefully getting back on a junior cane squad this next fall. My stress level for the house league stuff, not, it was like, oh, eh. Is it like AAU or is that is it tier below? It's a tier below. Okay. Yeah, it's, again, it's just rec. I mean, they're fun. Oh, so it's just like kicking it vibes. Let's go yeah, skate they, a little bit. They want to like win. Run. They they want to win and stuff like that. Competitive still. It's competitive, but my stress level on it is like completely <laughs> different. I'm like, eh. So you're like one of those parents who gets really into it. Like, are you internalizing? I I was never one of those parents until hockey. Okay. So like when the kids played soccer, when the kids played baseball, and even when Jacob started playing hockey, mm-hmm. I never really was. Did you see the Canes' vision? You see the vision of potentially making him be a cane one day? No, 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 oh, no, no. Okay. Oh, absolutely okay. not. Okay. Absolutely not. No, he has no NHL future. No. <laughs> no. I mean, at best, he could be the next Martin St. Louis. you're listening, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Jacob knows that. He just likes playing hockey. He just likes playing hockey. But my point, my point is that all the other youth sports, I always used to kind of like roll my eyes at the other parents who were like, we're taking this super seriously. It's like, y'all, it's... It's rec soccer at Triangle Town Center on that little soccer field. What are we getting wrapped up about, right? Yeah, yeah. Or even when it was rec league, house league, hockey, it's like, come on now, what are we talking about here? The kids are just having fun. But we, we, when, you, when you put on that little Junior Canes uniform, I was like, oh, this is serious yeah. now. I actually had to leave the rink once I got so mad. Why? Because of the refs? The refs. Okay. Yeah. So you had a mirror check. Yeah. Okay. I did. I did. And you know, how often on the show do you hear me talk about like, ah, stop complaining about the officials. Absolutely. Stop complaining about the officials. And of course, one time it happened in a game and I again, I had to leave. I had to leave. Did they win the game? Uh no, they did not. Oh, that was part of the reason why I was super, super mad. Are you the type that talks to the ref afterwards or No, absolutely not. Okay, that's good. Absolutely not. There's levels. Because it's <laughs> also the last thing I need is like Hey, aren't you that guy on the radio? (laughs) Which there was another incident that another parent came in and said, yeah, I can get into a fight with this guy. You can't. Mm. Because then suddenly you become that guy on the radio who got into a fight with some other parent. I'm like, oh, okay. It's nice to have browsers. I I appreciate you looking out. Now, all of this is a long-winded way of saying sports brings out some emotion. Okay? (laughs) At whatever level, it's going to bring out some emotion. And I can't think of a player... In Carolina basketball history, modern history, you probably have to go back to Rashad McCants, but that was after the fact mm-hmm. because that, those emotions came out during the academic scandal and what he had to say. But in terms of having the uniform on, yeah, I can't think of a player in Carolina history, Candace, that has brought out as much emotion as Caleb Love. Yeah, 100%. 
and he's transferring. And he's not coming back. I mean, he basically in the transfer portal announcement with the graphic and everything else that came out yesterday, he's like, he could come back. People make graphics and come back. I oh, just want that to be clear. He's not coming back, though. Are you sure? Are you, are you sure? <laughs> I'm didn't, just it didn't really give me the sense that he was coming back. And people do that all the time. People think to think they're family and friends and they end up right back there. Well, let me ask you this because mm-hmm. you are, you are, and Candace Cooper hosts the Locked on ACC podcast, but she is a Carolina grad. She is a swimmer, former yeah. swimmer. You are my Carolina avatar. Okay, I you're, hate that. you're way younger than me. Mm-hmm. You're much closer to it than I ever was. Do they want him back? Who is do they? Who is they? I guess there's levels to this. There is levels. To All this. right, we'll start with the coaching. Does Hubert Davis want Caleb Love back? Yes, absolutely. Well, then why is he not back? I think that, you know, when you have to take a full landscape and full view of the situation, sometimes it's not the coaches. Sometimes it's the people you play with. I see. Yeah. So we're talking the leadership. Yes. We're talking Armando Baycott. We're talking <laughs> R.J. Davis. See, you're name dropping. And I'll just said it's, it starts well, with the who. You got to take else? a grand inventory. Well, it isn't Wojcik who just came to transfer. Doug Poor Wojcik's baby. Kid. What a horrible time to announce you're coming to. Uh, right. My <laughs> the, guy. The, like. the day the day that Caleb Love is just dominating all the conversation. <laughs> but, hey, you know what? There was a cute baby photo. There was. But I think people thought, okay, well, if we don't get Caleb, we're probably getting some a superstar. So let's supplement and we'll think we're getting off really well. And he's not quite Caleb. Yeah. He's not quite Brady. Yeah. But honestly, who's really the real villain in all this is Brady Manning. He messed it up for everybody. Well, I, I made a joke in the middle of the season when people were talking about it's a week left in the season. Who's the ACC player of the year? It's a wide open race. And I just simply said, it's actually Brady Manning. <laughs> not Truly. cool. Not cool. But I'm like, well, think about it. Yeah. Who have we talked about? Who did we talk about more than anybody else on Carolina's squad? And actually, I thought Armando Baycott nailed it perfectly at the end of the season when he said, look, we spent the story of this season was talking about last season, which gets to Hubert Davis in the grand scheme of things. One and, box out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> this is what I've been kind of screaming because with Hubert Davis, I feel like if it's truly going to be his program, well, then he's going to have to have like a line of demarcation and not this weird holdover of what Roy's squad was, the transition year, what that was last year. Who are your guys? Yeah. Who are Hubert Davis's guys? And he's been part of the program. I get that. And people will point out to me, well, you recruited these guys too, along with Roy Williams. I'm like, yeah, but it's not the same. Right. It's not the same. Uh, not to always tie Duke into this conversation. Say what you want about how things ended for Mike Krzyzewski. The plan made a lot of sense because the guys that John Shire coached this year were literally his guys. Right. They knew what the plan was. Yeah. So I, in a way, I, I feel for Hubert Davis because doing all of this under the microscope of Carolina basketball is not easy. It will eat you up. We saw what it did to Bill Guthridge, who went to two Final Fours and people were ready to get him out. And we saw what it did with Matt Doherty, who didn't handle it all that well. And I feel like some of the conversation around Hubert Davis is the same, Candace. I think Hubert needs to go into his prayer closet this offseason and really just have a come to mm-hmm. and just really figure out from a X's and O's standpoint how he can improve. You know, mm-hmm. recruiting is one thing, but the X's, X's and O's is a whole other beast. Yeah, a little bit of following through on what you talk about. Hey, I'm gonna we're going to go to the bench more. Yes. What happened to that? He did go to the bench more, but they weren't reliable. Nobody was reliable mm-hmm. last season. So I think that if you're looking at what Hubert needs to do, it's the the X's and O's. If you look at what some of the players are doing, I think that they also need to have self-inventory because the idea of not being a Carolina basketball player or not playing for Carolina after you commit and do all the things and playing for a couple of years is very sad. Like, I feel bad for Caleb. You feel bad for Hubert. I feel bad for Caleb. 
because I think you have one of the best shots ever, ever in the history of Carolina basketball, like over Mark Williams. Like how that was such a high and how we got to so low is astonishing to me. Like it probably should be studied because I think that Caleb has had one of the worst Carolina experiences, but that's the nature of also social media. Yeah. I think having death threats and having people just really put it all on you and making you the scapegoat when there is some other core issues for the team is pretty tough. That's what I've been screaming as well. And I'll be really curious to see how this offseason goes and who they bring in and how the conversation is going to go around Caleb Love, the addition by subtraction. Yeah. I mean, we do Hey Joe questions uh, on Twitter and we answer them at 3.30. We'll do that again today. And a, a couple of questions have already been like, do you expect Carolina to be better without Caleb Love next season? So is Armando Baycock going to find a jumper in the offseason or are we still going to be like, feed me, feed me, and I only can shoot layups? I don't know. Just let me know because if that's the case, my expectations will remain the same, which are none. (laughs) Candace Cooper, Locked On ACC podcast here today. Jillio is out. He'll be back tomorrow. I'm Joe Ovias. If you miss anything from today's show, check it out on the best of the OG podcast. Apple, Spotify, you name it, we're there. Five stars only. Positive vibes only. Smash that subscribe button, by the way, on YouTube. We would appreciate that. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. We're here with Coach Pete, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, let's hear about your power plan. Well, Coach Pete's power plan, 22 steps to get you on the right direction for retirement. And also make sure you have a successful, income-filled retirement. Tim, the next 10 people are going to give that away. No cost or obligation. For the power plan, call 800-691-3215. You can also go ahead and text Tim to 600-700. The phone number, 800-691-3215. Or text Tim to 600-700. Kane's back in action tonight, as Dennis mentioned in the update. Tampa Bay Lightning. I guess we, I guess we are getting Peter Kochekov in net tonight. I do think that's nice. pro- that's yeah, yeah. Who doesn't want Coochie on a Tuesday? So the thing with the Carolina Hurricanes, and I was actually kind of joking about it with Gold when we were doing the show line change here. It's it's that at some point you got to put the goalie who gives you the best chance to win and get him ready for the for the playoffs. I feel like that's Peter Kochekov. It's been Peter Kochekov. And Freddie Anderson looks a little wobbly at the wrong time of the year. And the one thing that the Carolina Hurricanes have is their defense is great. Their defense has been great all season long uh, through a list of injuries, Max Pacioretty and Andrei Svechnikov being the biggest ones. Uh, they don't have reliable goal scoring, or they're not as good as they thought they could be in terms of reliable goal scoring. I also think it's just who they are. So if they're going to win a playoff series, it's going to have to be defense and goaltending. It's the whole keep the other team from scoring more than you. That's a way to win. Simple mentality. But if Freddie Anderson's going to look as wobbly as he did on Sunday, I think it's time to start getting Peter Kochekov ready for the playoffs instead of Freddie Anderson. But we'll see how the rest of the regular season plays out. The Canes, with all the things that we wring our hands about, they still have two games two games in hand with the rest of the division, and I think they're three points clear right now thanks to the Devils losing last night. So they can further separate themselves with a win against Tampa tonight, uh, who last time they played Tampa Bay was in this building, and it was one of the most dominating performances the Canes have put on in the regular season. So I expect to see more of that tonight. But speaking of the Canes, what I teased, starting next Monday, Listen to the fan every afternoon for your chance to see the storm surge in person. It's our 10K playoff payout. So here's how it's going to work. We're going to have five lucky callers joining us at Invisalign Arena 
for a chance to win playoff tickets by opening up a box and hopefully discovering the golden puck inside that box. And as a bonus, everyone takes a one-timer for a shot up to $10,000. So it's our 10K playoff payout driven by Carolina Ford dealers, Built Ford Proud. You can learn more at buyfordnow.com. But again, this starts out next week. We'll take a lucky caller, and then we'll take everybody to Invisalign Arena at the end of the week, and we'll see who gets some cool playoff tickets. Do I get a shot? No, Dennis, but you'll be able to show off your skating skills again because somebody's got to video it. He's pretty cold with the uh, skates. No, I know now. he is. Okay. I know he is. I he, he, keeps his, he keeps the oh, skates thanks. in the car. No, yeah. they're really in my car right now. Oh, that's dope. Stay Thanks. ready. And my stick. Okay. I'm ready to shoot. That's Let's go. That stay ready. Okay. Dennis anyway. is a stay ready all-star. <laughs> And but we're gonna need your skating skills to video between sticks and coochie. It's already a spicy show. Just, just and it's so only a Tuesday. <laughs> it's three twenty. So, uh, yeah, because I know Video Joe is gonna wobble. He's just gonna hobble on the ice. Oh, he's not getting off the bench. Let's be real. And I, he's like, gonna film from there. I can walk on the ice, and I can. Can you skate? Technically, yes. How do you like your feet are, get so heavy? That's my problem. Like what do you mean, the balance. Heavy? I feel like it's my feet are just big and heavy and in the way with trying to skate. Like my balance is maybe I don't have great core. Uh, you just gotta stand up straight. That's the thing. That's half the battle. That's half okay. the battle. But like when you're skating, how do you maintain like you know keep yourself up and high and get to to and fro with your feet being like really heavy? I don't know. Your feet don't ever feel heavy. No. Huh. I guess just get used to it. Yeah, I think you get used to it. Also, proper skates. Proper skates. Well, yeah, there's that. Are too. you? Are you? Are I'm you, like capital skate ring. Like I learned, I learned the hard way. Uh, Dull skate blades don't help either. Yeah, Jacob uh, literally snapped a skate blade in half a month or so ago. Oh, wow. This is over at the Wake Forest rink. So I didn't have any extra blades. There's a learning lesson for me. So I I, I jumped the counter at Wake Forest and took out rental skates. So he can get back on the ice. But yeah. as the coach quickly told me, he's like, he's going to look like a tank in these things. I'm like, what are you talking about? They're skates. Mm-hmm. He's like, look at these edges. Uh, these see? edges are bad. Yeah. I was like, oh. So a whole thing. You and can't sh- turn. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. He got out there, and he could not turn. I was like, oh, I see. <laughs> so I ran back, and I got other skates. Okay. And we went through three pairs of skates before we found ones that were good enough. Mm-hmm. So I think that might be the problem. Okay, that's what I'm, that's what I'm telling myself. But I'm talking about like not even just ice skating, but like roller skating with the four wheels. Oh yeah. I feel like my ankles are just like rolling around with weights on them. I I, I feel you. I'm in okay. the same boat. You you can't we can't skate. I like I need the triangle thing. I can go forward. Yes. Are you talking pizza slices like you're skiing? No, like you know the little handle thing where the oh, little kids use. Oh and they you, skate. oh that I can oh use yeah that. yeah. Oh, that makes ice sense. walkers. But like going going backwards is a hell no. Like that's just, no, no, absolutely. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in the. Same I wouldn't even know how you get going. How do you even get like moving? I'll have to teach you. Okay, it's all in my understanding. It's all in it's all in the hips. It really is. Uh, it's uh, all in the hips and ass. That's my understanding. A lot of maybe hip. I'm that's too why, maybe I'm too base heavy. That's why if you look at hockey players, they got some wagons. They got. I need to go to more hockey Those games. Those buns are built for tough. Oh, yeah, they are. Okay. Look, I'm in the wrong. I thought it was like the baseball bottom. If, you, if, you, really wanna, yeah. if you really want to get a hockey player going, tell them, like, have you ever found a good pair of jeans mm. that fit you? Because their asses are too big. Oh, I, I, 
what did Beyonce say? If you can't jump when you put your ass on them jeans? Uh, yeah, I okay. jump, jumped to put them jeans on. Yes, that works. All <laughs> right, to the NFL. Candace Cooper joining us here. Locked on ACC. Uh, the Carolina Panthers have kind of the 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 talking talking season has gotten away from the Panthers. The Panthers had it on lock last week because of all the pro days. But talking season has shifted back to Aaron Rodgers, amazingly so. Because things just haven't progressed between the Jets and the Green Bay Packers. And what I find wild here is that in this time, in the last 24 hours, we find out that Lamar Jackson. Lamar. Lamar Jackson wanted a trade. He told the Ravens, look, just trade me. This was back on March 2nd, apparently. And then on March 7th, I believe the date was, they put the non-exclusive franchise tag on him. Meaning that another team can make him an offer but it's going to cost them two first-round picks in order to bring him on with the threat of the Baltimore Ravens being able to match whatever offer that was. Or they can try to make a straight-up deal for Lamar Jackson where things get signed and and off they go. But what was wild to me is if you're the Jets and this thing is going on with Aaron Rodgers and you don't know if you're going to make make a deal and everybody says, well, oh, Green Bay has all the leverage, why wouldn't you just break a call off to the Ravens and say, well, if we can't have Aaron Rodgers, we can get this young guy, former MVP, Fair. to make this thing work. And the Jets have been like, nah, we don't want to disrespect the process. Please. What process are you disrespecting? <laughs> it's a cold business. This is and a the business. And the and the Green Bay Packers are working you right now. Right. Why right. wouldn't you call? What am I missing here? No, you're not missing a thing because I would absolutely be calling right now for Lamar Jackson. Maybe they know that the Ravens truly want Lamar and they want to work it out. So they don't want to go that route. Yeah. So it's like you know that they're still feeling their ex, right? You don't want to just try. No, I think that's done. You think so? That's done. There's no way. There is no way Lamar Jackson plays for the Ravens next year. Unless it's on a fully guaranteed contract. Unless it's a fully guaranteed contract from the Ravens. I don't think he'll require a fully guaranteed contract from another team. Mm. But I think now with the Ravens on principle, it's about a fully guaranteed contract. It could be a a three-year contract for all I know. But it's got to be fully guaranteed. So, because with the other teams, I think Jim Irsay at the owners' meeting, the Colts have apparently shown some interest in Lamar Jackson, right. and he said straight up, "The money's not the concern. I just don't like fully guaranteed contracts." Hmm. And Jimmy Haslam went out and went out there and ruined it for everybody by giving Deshaun Watson, of all people, Deshaun Watson, yeah, a fully guaranteed contract. So I don't blame Lamar Jackson for wanting the same thing because so, he's better than Deshaun Watson. He is. So, do you think wherever he goes, he's going to ask for a fully guaranteed? Well. Until he gets put up against the wall, where he's like, "I'll take it because let I just me, want to get away from the race." Let me ask you. Let me ask you this: Do you do you think that? Do you think that the fully guaranteed contract is a hard ask for Lamar Jackson, or is that just what we're being told because he doesn't have an agent and there's nobody crafting the message? Sure, I think it's a hard sell because you haven't finished the season. Like, okay, it's been a while. No, I'm saying a hard ask. Oh, hard ask. Yeah, I think it's hard. You mean in terms of him? He's, he's. This is it. This is. This is. I. I will not budge on this. It's hard for you to ask that because you haven't completed a season. Okay. Yes. Okay. But other quarterbacks haven't completed seasons. Yeah. But Deshaun Watson was actually more hurt than uh, Lamar Jackson. He got a fully guaranteed contract. Yeah, but his situation is just a rabbit hole of sticky, and I just. Mm. Well, yes, that's why I thought it was funny that Chris Mortensen, NFL insider for the NFL for ESPN yesterday, talked about nobody questions his character, but they do wonder about his sleep habits and nutrition. Where Deshaun? Are you talking about, they talk, they're talking about Lamar Jackson. Oh, I'm about to say. Like all of a sudden, it was like, well, his they're worried sleep about habits. they're worried about his sleep habits now and his nutrition. So he doesn't take enough melatonin. Like, what are we doing? Here? I don't know. 
I don't know. Maybe he needs to get that Delta 8 gummy that helps him sleep at night. I don't know. Uh, so, okay. I think that's where all the, like, well, he, that's what, like Kyler Murray. He doesn't read his notebook and he doesn't do his homework. Everybody's just finding a reason to find a reason. I want him to say a Raven, but I get it. I get why he has to go now off the string. I don't think the Colts is the best landing place for him. Like, I think he needs to find someone that's a team that's culturally relevant as well. Well, that could be the Patriots yeah. uh, because <laughs> Meek Mill, d- noted football enthusiast, Meek Mill, Robert yeah. Kraft, buddy, did tell the Patriots owner you should go out and get Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I don't know if I was Lamar, I would want to go to the Patriots. <laughs> where they go to die i don't know if that would be my choice uh, yeah, we'll see. And i don't think i don't see the belichick of old where he's like you know bringing back a new tom brady type in probably not yeah. probably not